Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. What's up, enterprisers? Welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we shape the mindset of the high achiever to think like an entrepreneur. We talk with masters of the craft to get the cheat codes to success, helping elite enterprisers level up and maximize their brand. I'm your host, LZ, the mayor. Now let's get to it. All right, Tim, first of all, as we do every single episode, I want to first thank you so much for your time and attention. I know you have about a million other things that you could be doing right now, but you decided to spend some time with us. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Now, before we get into the goods, the good stuff, can I get an oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're a a media mogul, but tell us what cool projects you're working on these days. Well, started doing business over 30 something years ago. Media, I'm celebrating 10 years as Exposure Magazine takes on its legs in the luxury and lavish industry, changing the landscape of the publication. We've been in print and digital. And so I've also developed a television application called Exposure Plus TV. We are in 128 countries. We have about 636,000 downloads. My biggest viewership is in India and in Africa. And we just opened up an office over in Africa. It's actually in Kenya. So I'm excited about the expansion and the international trade and just the application of communication and developing content that's generated by the users. Cool. So what's something that you think you go by that might be different than other folks in your industry? I think it's the one thing that my amazing mentor integrated in me, which is my father, give more than you ask for and you'll always get what you want. And I think that a lot of times in business, people have always had an ask. You ask the consumer to purchase something. You ask people to do business with you. You ask people to do this kind of thing. But I think the most important thing in business is to give more than you ask for. So how'd you get into media? I know sometimes media is looked at as, quote unquote, sexy to be in, but it's a difficult industry. What got you into media? Mm. Well, first and foremost, I was a comedian. So I started in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, doing comedy and then going on to Chicago and then BET Comic View and then traveling and touring with Jamie Foxx. So comedy was my opening. And I was going to Marquette University. My undergrad is in psychology, a double major in communication. And I got on a trip with one of the most famous comedians and something happened at that time. And it really opened up my eyes that comedy was just a door or opportunity to really introduce me to my purpose. And so I would say that being a publicist for over 20 years and investing time in seeing my clients who are 
marginalized or African-American NFL players not get the earned media that they should have gotten. This, you know, I leaped out there and said, you know what? I'm going to start Exposure Magazine. I'm going to make sure that people get coverage, ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things. And so one of my most important values of doing media comes from my parents. They were Pan-Africanists. And my mom was so valuable to our community in Milwaukee in the Sherman Park area because she marched with Father Graffi. But I never seen my mother get recognition from the community unless she was a targeted or brand name or known person. And so I felt like, you know what, I'm going to ensure that my parents' legacy and who they were is not forgotten. So today's Mandela's, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King's, Dorothy Days. I am one who loves to archive those stories. It's so important for our children, children to know who we were and the contributions in which we provided in society. And so a lot of times we don't see that narrative written in media about African-Americans. And for me, following the footsteps of my parents, my daddy always told me, choose your weapon. And so for me, this media is the choice of weapon for me to combat the negative depictions of African-Americans in media. We have to be able to negate that by putting out content that would change the narrative. And that's what I do. Fantastic. So you kind of grew up in, in my stomping grounds. We have two offices. We have one in Wauwatosa. And then where I'm sitting today is in Brookfield, Wisconsin. So that's pretty cool. It's a small world. So talk a little bit about the different types of media. In the world that I play in, I work with a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs. What's the difference between earned, owned, and paid media? And which one is your fave? Well, earned media, of course, is one in which the content is newsworthy and is covered by mainstream media or what we consider mainstream media. And I would say bought media is because, did you say bought media or you said owned? You said Paid, owned. bought. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> content generated by the user based on its experience is to me owned media. The media that of choice if that's what you were asking, I would always have to go with earned media because earned media gives you the accountability or the credibility that you need in order for you to get the consumer's trust, to earn the consumer's trust. Earned media is always going to probably trump all the others because people can generate content uh, that is deceptive and people can generate content that is not so inviting or shows responsibility. And so our media comes with empirical data supported by truth. And there is a party who's probably done their due diligence to ensure that the information that's being disseminated or distri distributed across the channel is true in fact. Got it. So what skill do we need? We're entrepreneurs, business owners to gain earned media. Mm, well, public relations is first and foremost. I believe it was Bill Gates that said if he released every department within his company, the last department that he would ever let go of is public relations. And I think a lot of times people brand without public relations in mind. And so the conversation and communication isn't speaking 
to the avatar in the manner in which they there's connotation and then there's denotation, right? And so in public relations, we're able to help business owners really formulate a message that speaks or resonates not just with consumers, because when you're going into our media like four, six, twelve, or fifty-eight, whoever you're going to go to, the thing is that they have to see how does this fit for their consumer? How does it impact the end user? How does this not seem like the advertisement piece? And so a lot of times where people try to go at it themselves, it's advertisement. So they send you back the rate chart. <laughs> Whereas when you're going through a publicist, you're going through a protected or a trusted source. And so we work to help reporters find stories. And so if we can take that story and make it newsworthy, then it gains our media versus having to pay for media. So I think that's the difference. In- yeah, that makes sense. Would you advise us to always have that publicist on hand or are there things that you would want to see business owners do in terms of understanding? I heard you mention messaging and understanding audience and things like that. What are some of the things that we can be doing that way just to make sure that when we do hire a publicist that we have a fundamental understanding of what we're hiring and have reasonable expectations of the outcome? Not just because I'm a publicist, but getting into business If I look back 30 years and I said, what was the first thing that I wish I would have had? I wish I would have had an opportunity to sit down with a PR person and really just put it all on the table and get the help to really break apart all of the facets of my business so that I could be able to build a Coca-Cola, right? Build a, a clientele that would be long jeopardy, not just a short-term trendy or viral campaign because traditional values are polo, Pepsi. So if it was me and I could go back 20 years and reshape my business, I think I would start with consulting with a publicist. And so there is publicists who will actually take you on seasonal cases. And there's a program that I do to show people what I mean by seasonal. So seasonal is where you want to have a chart as a business owner so that when campaigns like, let's say, breast cancer awareness, you want to run a campaign. So then you want to bring the PR person in. So you don't really need a PR person 12 months out of a year, right? But you do need a PR person when it's time to sit out and develop campaigns for your company so that you can use the appropriate verbiage and also utilize them to access the media platform. It's simple to you (laughs) because it's what you do. Now, how does that play with marketing, right? So, you know, the two biggest things I know that business owners struggle with are sales and marketing. So thinking sales, marketing, PR, how do those things play together? Like, what's the difference when I'm thinking about marketing? I like how you said thinking seasonally in campaigns, but how does it all work with marketing? How does my PR person and my marketing person, how do they work together? Well, before you bring in your marketing person, you should sit down with your PR person um, because the appropriate messaging is not what some marketing companies will introduce you to messaging, but it's in the tone and the texture and the leadership of the brand. So some brands are party brands, some brands are point brands. 
And what I mean by that is that the, the end consumer determines what the personality and the leadership should be of a brand. Does that make sense? So if I'm talking to doctors, most doctors are point people. They want you to get straight to the point. What am I buying? How does this benefit me? Do not call me family. Don't push me into a situation where we're laughing and giggling. Just tell me what it is. And some people have talked people and that it doesn't, party people don't work for that. Party people, you can, hey, join me. We're a family, become a community. And that's a different type of consumer, right? And so you really have to understand exactly how we infuse that into, into the brand and into the marketing structure. Now, let me go find the marketing person because from working with the publicist, I have my demographics. I know my age. I even know the nationality that I want to reach, right? Like, so if I have a brand that would probably be more inviting to India, to Africa. So I have a bunch of movies that are um, by Nigerians. So my marketing company that I hire, they're going to have to help me develop a message or campaign that's reaching them. So if it's in the digital space, if they don't have the traffic or understand that traffic, there's nothing that they can really help me do. So I have to know these things right off the bat. So when I'm walking in after I meet with my publicist, I'm going to know exactly the age group. I'm going to know the income. I'm going to know how many years my client or my ideal client spent in college. I'm also going to kind of know a little bit more about their demographics. And I may want to even get it down to a zip code, depending on how, what type of brand I have. So if I'm a service that can only service people who are in the 53206 or the 532 time, then I want to primarily start really saturating that area, right? Because I want to become a trusted brand to where I become a household name for them. And so when you finish meeting with a publicist, you come into this relationship where when you talk to a marketing company, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. And this is how I want to look. That is what I call a gem drop. So do you have any types of tips and tricks for that planning? Right. This is right now where we're recording. This is March. So should I be sitting down with my calendar thinking about, all right, I have this holiday coming up. Fourth of July is this month. And so just and starting to now map that stuff out because I was going about it backwards. I'm just going to be transparent, Tam. I was thinking, OK, I need to get my marketing on point before PR. But I've learned from you today that's backwards. I should be doing it the opposite. So do you have any tips or tricks of the trade where like after this interview, right, this conversation, I'm going to go to my whiteboard. How should I go about this renewed methodology of thinking about this PR and marketing? Depending on what type of services, once again, there is no one way for any brand because every brand is uniquely designed. You have something in mind that other people may not have in mind for your brand. You are a guy. Are you trying to reach people in the basketball industry right now with your product or service? Well, this is a great opportunity for you to be actually traveling or even corresponding and collaborating with people who are covering March Madness. CIAA just happened. The NAA, the NBA All-Star just took place, right? So do we just look at holiday calendars? No. I mean, of course, I've already started planning for Mother's Day. So I wouldn't be looking at the summer. The summer is a time that not unless you have particular types of brands should be collaborating during the summertime because that's when corporate is doing their 
sponsorships and things of that nature. So you probably want to be thinking more on a macro in the summertime versus mac- micro. So we have some, but by this time, we're also developing our campaigns for October. So I'm looking at domestic design lists. I'm looking at cause marketing. So cause marketing is number one on my list because most people want it. We have, since the pan, post-pandemic, people have really started to pay attention to how we do business and who we do business with. And so I look at the humanitarian side of the brand. It is a major. And then cause marketing is the fastest way to get our media. So how do you strategize that? How do you impact your community? What are you doing to ensure that children are safe throughout the summer? There's so much that a brand can do to create amazing and phenomenal content today. And so you do want to take a look at more than just the holidays. And and I would definitely say backtrack even some of the content or some of the things that you've seen out there in I'm sure if you started a business, your business is about impacting people. You saw a big problem and you said, I got the solution, right? So stay on that 24 hours a day. As a business owner, I've never had a job. My whole entire life was always chasing problems. I used to say to myself, you're a solutionist, girl. You better figure it out. Chase the problem. If you keep chasing the problem, and then if you are really good at what you do, the money will follow. So it's never been about vanity with me in business. It's always been, I'm a solutionista. I need to find a problem and I need to solve it. And I need to solve it for 2 million people. And then I need to solve it where 2 million people spend $1,000 to get it. That's awesome. So talk more about exposure. You said before, and it makes sense now talking to you, it's a passion of yours. It's something that is much more than just a business. So let's talk more about Exposure Magazine, Exposure TV. What cool things are you guys working on? Do you have coming up? Oh, my gosh. Exposure Magazine tomorrow morning, which is March 8th, we will be doing International Women's Day where women from all over the country came together And then the television programming is running on Exposure Plus TV. So at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, because now I live on the East Coast, we are Eastern Standard Time. And this event is going to run on Exposure Plus tomorrow morning. And that's absolutely amazing. I mean, some of the stories that people are going to hear are so ravishing and bone chilling that it's just remarkable. The whole entire thing is about resilience. We've had Angela Basket get involved. We had the amazing and incredible Janissa Adams Jinyard, who was on Black Panther, the last era of Black Panther. She was Wakanda. And so she is definitely one of the most prized possessions of what we did this year. We're also featuring an opening in Seattle. So Seattle, we will be out there March 25th live in person. So this project is for human trafficking. And so it's not even to talk about just human trafficking. It's also to talk about the harvesting of organs where people are totally getting it twisted. Human trafficking isn't the major problem in the country of why young girls are coming up missing. Over 64,000 African-American women and children, little girls are missing in this country. And people think it's to human trafficking, but that's not true. It's called organ harvesting. And so 
Um, if you remember, Rockefeller had four heart transplants before he died. So as people who are wealthy age out and need organs and kidneys and things of this nature, it's important for us to understand that the organs of African-Americans are the only organs on this planet that can transfer from body to body, no matter what the nationality is. So for me, Exposure Magazine is where you will find stories that people aren't talking about. They're not talking about the opioid crisis. It's part of the organ harvesting. Did you know that if you take enough and you go into OD, it's really not killing you right away. So the organs are still good. What happens is they let you die because then they take the organs and it's the fastest way to do harvesting of organs is to do opioids and fentanyl on the streets. And so I'm just saying these are the things that I talk about. The hysterectomies that they've done in this country. I had an emergency one done at Sinai Samaritan and I find out that they were doing this to more black women to castrate us. And so these are things that we need to talk about. I think we should talk about the lead piping in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where over 800 children were tested at Kenyon Health Center. 600 of them ended up with mental retardation. And nobody's talking about that. None of these wonderful people who are all the women who have legal counsel backgrounds and our attorneys should have done a class action lawsuit and sued the city so that these kids can get the proper mental health that they need in order for them to have well-rounded lifestyles later in life. They know there's a problem, but yet we're not fixing it. So environmental genocide is something I talk about. Not just gentrification is another subject matter that we can continue to talk about, but we get into conversations with exposure that truly expose you to the knowledge that you need to have in order for you to exist in this monarchy in which we live in, developed under the monarchy, the Vatican, and the Elizabethan ways. I mean, people were Vikings that built this thing. So that means they conquered, divided, and killed to be able to <laughs> and destroy lives. And so I feel like, through, like I said, it's my weapon of choice. And so exposure is never going to be the most popular magazine on the stand, but it will be one based on empirical data supported by facts. So I write essays and I write tons of essays because I believe that people need to know that the people who were on the campaign in Ferguson during Mike Brown's time when we were fighting against that case in Ferguson, those individuals were killed. They didn't commit suicide. The people who fought to try to find justice for the situation most of them were killed by the police. So I think these conversations need to be had. People shouldn't be forgotten. So I will always remember Trayvon Martin. I will always remember Ty Nichols. I will remember Breonna Taylor. I will remember George Floyd. I will continue to say their names because every single day as we wake up and I remember the amazing, incredible Emmett Till mother saying, well, one thing happens to one of us. It happens to all of us. And so I am a mother to a son. And so as long as that is the case, I will continue fighting for sons. I'll continue to fight for daughters because I also have a daughter and I have a responsibility. And I think that's what Marquette University teaches us to stand in our vocational calling. Now, what some people disagree with what it is, that's on them. It's not on me. 
But I think that people disagree with Malcolm. They disagree with Martin. But to become one of the greatest and to lead in the right direction, then you must be willing to die of yourself and to stand on the front line no matter what. And I'm planning to do that with exposure. And that's what exposure truly is. It is the heart of what it takes to be a leader and to lead the way. So how can people in the business community support what you're doing? Well, I would definitely say reach out to us, buy advertisement, share the movies, come to the conversations. I just did the conversation on 53206 movie. I would say that people need to get involved. We always are looking for content creators. And so I welcome my platform to more content creators coming on board, being a part of the network. So there is nothing that I wouldn't do to help our community expand. So content creators, creatives, people who want to create their own sitcoms or info commercials, I welcome that. I believe that this is a space that everyone should be. This is community. It definitely is about community. We've reached 86,409 subscribers. And so it's been a long time coming. It's been a long 10 years. And as an underdog in this industry, because I don't fit into everybody else's boxes, but nor have I ever tried to. (laughs) I like to remain a renegade, as I will call it. But I'm fighting the good fight. John Lewis always talked about fight the good fight. Let's get into good trouble, he said. So Dr. C.T. Vivian, when I moved to Atlanta, he was my mentor. And I always felt like I want to be just like them. I want to be the Harriet Tutman of media. And if I have to do that with a small little publication and a big app, then I'll do that. But leading the way, Huey Newton said, you have to die of self. And when with people, he said to become an advocate is to commit suicide. That's his truest statement. And I had looked into that for years and wondered, what does he mean by that? And what he meant was in order for us to become my greatest self and to really, truly help people, you have to die of self. You have to live unselfishly. Because sometimes when we get to the, when we get to the place of stardom, we get stuck and we get struck. And then we give it all up because the vanity of it, right? Well, if you die of self, then you know that your life wasn't meant for you. God placed us here to be a light in a dark world. So you're going to continue to have to work on behalf of others. And so I hope and pray to God that's what I'm doing. Awesome. Awesome. So as the old saying goes, time flies when you're having fun. I do appreciate the time, the nuggets. I have two pages of notes over here. You made me rethink my whole approach on everything. So I appreciate that. If people want to reach out to you, learn more about Exposure TV, magazine, the app, how can they do that? One is you can go to ExposureTV.club. That's the easiest way to find all of my contact. It's ExposureTV.club. And you can also visit us at Exposure-Magazine.com. Download the app by going to your Android and looking for Exposure Magazine. On iPhone, you can find us at Exposure Mag. 
And you can also download Exposure Plus TV on Roku, Amazon Fire Stick, Apple TV, Android Television. And you can now download it when you're flying American and United Airlines. You can download it on your iOS and Android. We are available on all applications. So we're continuing to expand our margins over to Direct TV. We thank you so much. And I appreciate the time and the opportunity to be on this amazing podcast. And congratulations on all of your accomplishments. And hello, Milwaukee. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. Thanks again for your time, Tim. You're welcome. Have a blessed day. If you got value from today's show, we want you to join the Enterprises Elite email list for more nuggets and resources. And remember, no excuses, just execution. Go get it. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.